0: Hello and welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Andy Conduit-Turner. Hello everybody, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm joined by a very, very special guest today in Ben's place who is uh, taking a week off this week. It's Nico Bell. Hello Nico, how are you doing?
1: Hi, good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, you're very, very welcome. I actually have a little... uh, Ben's given me a lovely write-up about you. Um, Feel free to expose any lies that are written here. (laughs) But according to what's written here, you are an author, editor, and book reviewer, and your Twisted Haunted House novella, Open House, will be released on June 23rd this year.
1: Yeah, it's going to be on June 15th this year. (laughs) So a little bit earlier, which is totally fine. Um, but yes, all of, all of that is true. I am a horror and sci-fi author, and I edit and put out anthologies as well, and I review books, and I've been doing it for quite some time, um, and I'm really excited about my new novella coming out uh, within a month, actually. It's right know, around the corner. It's almost
0: upon us, right? Well, I tell you what, before we talk about um, the new novella, tell me about your history. How did you How did you get started as a horror writer? Where did you begin?
1: I actually started in romance. Um, And I wrote romance for about five years, but all of my characters died terrible tragic deaths. And it was very obvious that that was not the genre for me. I'm not sure why I explored that, but um, so I moved into horror and that felt much better. I've always been a fan of the spooky and the psychological thrillers and things like that. And diving into that world of darkness, dark versus light has always been a fun theme to explore. And uh, my first book was through Unnerving in the Rewind or Die series. It was called Food Fright. And that is a book where food comes to life and seeks revenge. So I had a lot of fun with that.
0: Yes. I mean, already a big fan of that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was great. I was always really excited um, to get to work with Eddie Generous. He's great if anybody ever has a chance to work with him. Um, And then, you know, I've been really lucky. I've had another book published through D&T Publishing called Beyond the Creek which is a book about a young woman who's trying to start over and get a fresh start in a rural town in Virginia. And she ends up um, sort of being hunted by something that lives in the woods. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Um, And I've also been really lucky to do some anthologies like me and Sonora Taylor have published Diet Riot, a fatter punk anthology, which is a fat positive horror anthology. Um, And me and Roxy Borges um, co-edited mind which is a body autonomy horror and it's a pro-choice anthology charity work <laughs> so that that's where i've been what i've been doing for the last handful of years
0: brilliant and obviously you've just given everyone listening along here uh, a big boost to their reading lists so um yes <laughs> we've got we've got some we've got some catching up to do by the sounds of it but if anyone is a fast reader and can get through all of that before we get to june 15th open house will be out so tell us a little bit about this
1: yeah, so this is about a, a young man, a young realtor who's about to make his millions, you know. Um, but as he's doing his open house, at the end, a mysterious woman comes in and she ends up kidnapping him and trapping him in the home that he is supposed to be selling. And the only way he can get out is by revisiting the skeletons in his closet from his past. So it's a it's a bit of a twist on a haunted house story. It's very quick. I think it might technically be a novelette, novella et. <laughs> um, word count one. So it's a pretty fast read, and it's just a bit of escapism and fun. So I hope people can enjoy it, and
0: Brilliant. hope people like it. And so obviously we have a we have a release date, and where will people find that nationally, internationally? Are you just hard copies? Are you soft? Are you um, digital downloads as well? Where where are people going to be best placed to come find that?
1: Yeah, I, I think as far as I know, Amazon is going to be the number one place for paperbacks and e ebooks. and uh, it's through Psychotoxin Press, and they're online everywhere at Psychotoxin Press. So you can always check them out and follow all of their great publications as
0: well. Amazing. Well, everyone has their homework. Go go and check those out if that sounds like your kind of thing. But now we've done the the important work part. Let's let's talk about you as a horror fan Nico where does it where does where does your where's your horror fandom lie are there any subgenres that you love in particular where did it where did it start for you one of those kids who uh was down at the video shop or are you, are you where did you fall into it somewhere somewhere else
1: uh no I was pretty scared of a lot of horror when I was little but I loved vampires and that was my gateway um, Brad Pitt, you know, an interview with the vampire in my like teen years, my tween years, you know, that was definitely like a, a big influence. And, you know, Queen of the Damned and all of those movies and books um was really my my gateway into it. And then as I got older, I really got into like camp and comedy horror and psychological horror and I mean, it's really just evolved from there. But when I was a kid, I, it wasn't really something that I gravitated to that much. I read like goosebump books more because my friends were doing it. But everything just scared me back then, <laughs> so it took to a little say, while to find yeah, something I was comfortable
0: with. I'm not going to be speaking to an author whose debut um, debut story was called Food Fright, and you not have any um, not have any goosebumps in your past, surely? Yeah. <laughs>
1: really intense i still remember some of those stories they stick with you <laughs>
0: yeah aralstein has a lot to answer for
1: <laughs> yeah right the nightmares of like every 8 year old
0: yeah for sure and and also the the magic of those book fairs when you're at school right those are the ones you go seeking out sure there are lots of other yeah. books there as well but those were the ones that you gravitate towards even if you did find them scary like kind of a look at these like forbidden texts
1: yeah for sure for sure yeah definitely me and my friends read all of them yep definitely
0: amazing so let's talk about i mean we've got you on here this week because of course you have open house a haunted house story we wanted to cover a, a haunted house story although as lynn shay herself says actually sorry everybody it's not the house that's haunted; it's your kid Ugh, worst getting rid of a house is quite difficult but getting rid of a kid
1: Ah, oh, so di- hard
0: more yeah. difficult <laughs> still i yes. would say even if they are comatose
1: <laughs> yeah for sure
0: <laughs> uh but yeah we will get all into insidious because of course the other reason this came up is that um insidious is about to have its now should have really this. i believe its fifth entry is about to come out um what's your i mean we, we've talked about it off mic but uh uh it, it was a new one on you right this is a, a new entry to this series
1: Yeah, I definitely thought when we were talking beforehand about what Haunted House movie, I definitely thought we were watching Sinister because I definitely thought the two confused. The Ethan Hawke one, like I I pulled up this one and I was like, that doesn't look like Ethan Hawke, but I recognize that image. Like I remember when Insidious was in movie theaters and things and it being a big movie of the time. So this was my first time watching it. I can't believe I've never seen it, but um, for some reason, I just was not on my reader, I guess. (laughs) It feels like
0: it's it feels like a series which is obviously continued. We're several entries in now, but it feels like I'm not sure if it's the shared casting of Patrick Wilson. Did it sort of become the conjuring, which kind of and also a similar creative team behind those as well got some we've got some shared DNA with the writing and direction that we see there. And write a guest star as well. We'll come we'll come to that. But um it's been a long time since I've seen Insidious and I've definitely seen the direct sequel. Um, but I think that's it for me. Um, those of you who've been following recently will, will know of course that when we get into these situations where I watch an entry in a long running series that I sometimes find myself having to then go through and continue. Um, I know it's at very least true in the UK that the first three are on Netflix right now. So, um, Guess what i'm doing tomorrow
1: oh nice yes <laughs> this was not free i i did have to rent this one but it was i i still enjoyed it it was fun and i'm i can imagine the sequels follow the same formula although i am curious i didn't look it up i am curious to see if anybody dies along the way you know so i might was
0: definitely yes. not very well at the end <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah like I am I am pretty curious to see what characters are still living as this goes on so I, I might keep that a secret and and watch them you know I don't maybe. know
0: how long it continues I know at least the follow-up follows on directly from this one but then I think it takes uh mm. I think it takes a detour afterwards but with the new movie we're going back to this family again
1: oh okay oh okay all right
0: yeah i believe the synopsis of the new one uh, we covered it in the news a few weeks ago it is about our little boy um you know our troubled youth old dalton he's off to um he's off to college at this point now so um he obviously does well enough that he gets to college it doesn't disrupt his education too too badly he makes it through he gets in um yeah (laughs) but it looks like old old mr Redface is uh up to his up to his tricks again so We'll cover what happens in the story, but first, let us dive into a little bit of horror news, shall we? Um, I think it would be remiss of me not to open with the big news from not only horror, but I think a lot of things around the entertainment and movie world at the moment is that the um, Writers Guild of America have um, voted to go on strike for better pay, better conditions, better relationships with AI, ongoing rights in a streaming world. Um, there is a lot to unpick in this one. Um, and it's yeah. it, it's going to affect, I think, entertainment for, phew, my goodness. I mean, how long did the, the last set of strikes were in 2017? No, earlier still, right? It was 2007, maybe?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember when that was going on. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's interesting hearing the stories that are coming out of that. A lot of the writers are talking about their experience with the streaming services and to see like how bad it is behind the scenes. It's pretty eye opening, you know, because, you know, writers don't make any money. We Nobody makes any money in writing. It's a billion dollar industry and we're making pennies. Every writer is making pennies. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, you think like, oh, Hollywood, Hollywood has money. Surely those writers can at least pay their rent. And then you hear all these stories like, no, they're not making anything either. It's crazy.
0: And from an international stage as well, obviously, um, it's the Writers Guild of America that have voted to go on strike. But obviously, the conditions that they're particularly rebelling against are fairly standard, certainly for anyone working in in writing circles for television in Australia, Australia. Um, The UK doesn't have a fantastic record of that as well. People working for daily rates and so on as well. And then I think it's a really interesting case with some of the additional non-financial side of things as well, like looking for assurances of how they'll be working with AI in particular. And I think that's touching on a lot of creative communities. The art communities are looking at that, the writing communities in general. We know a lot of people that work in, um, you know, anthology publication, uh, You know, our team behind the other stories and other audio formats as well, looking at being bombarded with AI generated um, submissions and so on. I know a lot of places have had to stop accepting submissions until they work out a way to really eliminate work which cannot be copyrighted for anyone's work because of the way that those systems operate at the moment. Um, Yeah. I suspect it's going to be something that's going to carry on for a little while. And for those of you um, of an appropriate age, to remember what happened last time we had a writer's strike like this, um, we got Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. We got Heroes season two. We got um, Quantum of Solace with, you know, reports of Daniel Craig having to write his own dialogue on set because no one was allowed to work on it otherwise. And I think people, those films and other examples aside kind of really suffered for for the situation that they were put in and we're already seeing reports of some things that we don't know will have ultimately been affected yet but other things that we strongly suspect will be affected i think yellow jacket season three for anyone following that i believe has been placed on hold um i don't think we've seen confirmation of the last of Us season two yet but you would imagine that there will be a combination of guild writers and um, people who want to respect those processes as well. You know, the authorship that we have by the creative team of the games behind that as well. It's not something I imagine they would be keen to see moving along. Um, Whether it's been announced or not, you have to imagine there's going to be some impact to anything that people are currently excited for is upcoming. Anything which basically Hasn't already been filmed. Anything that's in post production will probably stay as it is, but anything which is about to be filmed or is in the process of being filmed is likely to be Im- impacted. Um, yeah. So, for you, Nico, what would what's the what's the big outcome if you like? You know, if it's a show you're looking forward to, would you rather see it delayed until it goes through, or do you think that people will see it? You know, there'll be a number of things that will continue to come out and suffer for them in terms of quality.
1: Oh, I'm sure that Hollywood is just going to push out a bunch of stuff that suffers in quality. <laughs> they there's I'm just they're just a money machine over there. So I'm sure they're not really caring too much about the writers and what they want. But for me, I mean, I they should just pay them. This, there's so much money in the entertainment business. There's so much money out there. It's just ridiculous. The stories that you hear, it's ridiculous that people can't pay their rent and they can't make a living working in Hollywood and doing these things so I mean I would rather everything just shut down and we just don't have anything like let's all just in unity back these writers and, you know, it would be great if we could somehow like everyone just revolt together. So yeah. that these people can get the money that they deserve. And it, and it affects everyone, like you said. I mean, writers everywhere, we just don't get paid enough in any industry. <laughs> and people that own all these businesses are making billions and billions of dollars and getting million dollar bonuses. And it's absolutely absurd. Oh, and the that- rest
0: as well, some of the executive salaries you see from the studios, which you know have failed to negotiate very well. Um yeah. uh, obscene amounts of money, right? Like yeah. It isn't like, and that's it's... without bonuses and stock options and all these other things that that these yeah. shareholders pick up as well. So it's um, it's an interesting world, I think, and it's, it is going to be something I think I would think twice about anything that does continue now as to how you support that. And, you know, you don't want to be unsupportive of the other creative people that work on it, but I think there has to be a little bit of solidarity behind it. And personally, when it comes to delays and so on, I don't know about you, but I'm not um, I'm not short of old stuff that's already out that I haven't seen or read yeah. or, or played or what, like there's no shortage of stuff. And I really do think that supporting the people that are working on this and that are striking now will impact everything else. Whether your thing is TV and movies that are impacted directly or right now, or is it video games? Is it books? You know, you look at these other things. Um, I don't have the name in front of me but I know that there was a studio uh like a publisher that was working with AI that feels they're going to be able to release half a million books a year with um you know with with AI generative (laughs) work then about you I don't think I've got time to read half a million books yeah I don't know yeah (laughs) yeah
1: there's a lot to unpack with all of that and I know that like the executives of one of the big streaming industries told the writers that they're just going to use AI to write scripts during the strike. And then when the strike is over, they'll get writers to rewrite the AI scripts to make them more human or emotional or whatever. And the writers are like, we're definitely not doing that, you know? So yeah, um, yeah it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting, I suppose, but um, just pay people what they're worth. It's not a hard concept.
0: Just yeah, pay what worth. And also turning what is, I think fundamentally a piece of, art you know telling a story writing the story it's an art form and to really sanitize that and turn it into just pure content that a machine has developed yeah. um writing is my my main like my job both like for fun and for what I do nine to five as well like not even so much as a that thing like a threat to what I do professionally as an audience member I'm not interested. Like, I I don't, like, by saying something is generated in that fashion guarantees to me. And people already say, well, there are no new ideas and, you know, whatever. But if something is literally made by crawling existing ideas and being made to imitate something which already exists, I now know, officially speaking, that at a scientific level, there is nothing new for me to do that. So why would I, why would I engage yeah. with it? Why would I certainly give any money to it?
1: That's a good point. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Well,
0: so basically both horror related media content, watch out everybody, but also real life horrors. Business is terrible. So um, do watch out. Um, yeah, for sure. Other than that, let me have a quick scan to see if there's anything else on our on our news feeds right now, I think that was. I mean, a lot of things have been. A lot of things are influenced by that piece of news today. I think that's our main. That's our main piece of news. Oh, Stranger Things! Just sc- scrolling through and seeing oh, what yeah, all the things mentioned. so Stranger Things will have been impacted, right? They they've already officially been delayed, as far as I'm aware.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They stopped production. I think of season five. Um, so,
0: yeah. yeah, just scrolling through here. Like most things I'm seeing are related to the to everything that's been delayed. So that is going to be a hugely dominant force when it comes to um, anything that's in production right now. So uh, watch this space, everyone, for more news on that one. Um, so we'll move on to what we have been watching. So typically Ben and I would get together and we would talk about what we've watched in the last week. Nico, it's your uh, your first show with us. So, you know, don't feel obliged to look at the last seven days. What sort of horror content of any format have you been absorbing and enjoying recently? Anything you'd recommend?
1: You know, I just watched Soft and Quiet. Have you heard of that movie? No, No, no. Tell me. I had not heard of it either. It's on Netflix right now and it's a Blumhouse production, but it's very different than what Blumhouse usually puts out. And if you look at the trailer, it does, it specifically does not tell you what this movie is about, like the premise of this movie. And I won't spoil it. Like, you should go in blind because you'll know in the first 15 minutes what it's about. But it is harrowing and intense and it sticks with you. And it's, it's just, it's like a social commentary type horror. We'll kind of like leave it at that. But oh my goodness, is it incredible. And it's shot in like what they call, what they said, real time. So it's shot in one continuous shot the entire time, which was insane. It's insane, just technically how it was done. It's a really brilliant movie. It will stick with you. Um, There's some trigger warnings there. I don't know if people, you know, it's. I really do recommend going in blind, but there are some really hard scenes for sure. Um, Yeah, that's definitely one that I watched. It reminded me of that Danish horror movie where the couple... It's like a polite horror where the couple goes on vacation. Oh, is
0: that Speak No Evil?
1: Yes, yes. It has that same effect to you. Like when okay. you... That movie, like, terrorized me. I will never be the same after seeing that movie. And Soft and Quiet sort of has that same vibe to it, so... Well,
0: it's officially yeah. on my watch list. It's been added.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a good one for sure. That's definitely something that I would recommend if you're in the mood for something intense like that that's a good one.
0: Yeah, something disquieting. Okay. Brilliant. Um I have a couple that I will list off to so see this is the benefit I say benefit the curse being away for a couple of weeks but I've got a few things to catch up on so since we were last together everybody um we did I spit on your grave a few weeks ago speaking of harrowing um and I mentioned that I'll sometimes be inclined to go through and catch up on a series. So um um, whereas the original I Spit on Your Grave went unsequalized for a number of years its 2012 um, remake did get a number of sequels um, namely I Spit on Your Grave 2 I Spit on Your Grave 3 Vengeance and I Spit on Your Grave colon Deja Vu which is uh, a cast carry-on from the original seventy. so the original, um, the, the original lead of the, the first film has come back in like a like a legacy sequel that has occurred a few, you know, literally a follow-up all those years later. Um, very, very difficult. Um, I Spit on Your Grave in itself, you know, one of these like uh, assault revenge movies. They have a, you know, they're, they're they can be quite powerful movies. They can be quite interesting movies. Are they necessarily things that you would watch for entertainment and pleasure? I would debate that. Um, you'll hear Ben and I believe Amber having a good conversation about it. It might be Ben or apologies. Um, yeah, there are, some interesting, there are some interesting things to take from that. Once you get into those sequels later, um, arguably they don't necessarily have those same, they lose the same power and the same message. Uh, and the the quality suffers with the the messaging in there. Um, I shouldn't laugh at such a a harrowing film, but there was one in particular I was taken out of it. It's the first sequel, So I Spit on Your Grave 2, where obviously some harrowing things happen in this film, um, but then it's slightly undercut by the fact, uh, the way the delivery comes, that when our main character finds out that not only has she been attacked, but is now in Bulgaria, and seems more upset of the fact, from a performance point of view, that she has been taken to Bulgaria, which is not that bad, really. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, worse, it's, right? <laughs> there there are worse places you could uh, you could be. It's definitely less harrowing than everything else that's happened to this poor woman. But yeah, it um, it ramps up the revenge. Um, it reaches kind of t- TV movie levels in in some in some cases, but you know. Films that I would argue didn't necessarily need uh, sequels. I think if you want the idea, you could get it from the original, the remake of that one. Um, But then we had some big releases. Um, I caught uh, Evil Dead Rise. Have you caught up with that one yet?
1: I am saving it (laughs)
0: for like
1: a weekend watch, for like a weekend watching party. No spoilers (laughs) here,
0: but it was great. It's really good. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I think Evil Dead is, for me, it's been a really solid series throughout. I was a big fan of the 2013 um legacy sequel as well and it really um I thought Evil Dead Rise really delivered I think it's um it's a lot of fun it's it's an intense watch I think they do a great job of it's not just the bit oh there's a monster here and it could punch my head off like Evil Dead has a great tradition of doing things with quite mundane household items and you could be like oh, I could imagine hurting myself with that and it would, you know, in an accident and I could imagine how that would feel and it would be deeply unpleasant. Um, yeah, Evil Dead Rise is great. Uh, ben did an entire episode of it while I was uh, in my sick bed. So thanks, Ben. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was really good. I also watched Kids vs. Aliens. Mm. Um, have you seen this? This is on... It's on I've Shedden seen it on now.
1: Netflix. It's on uh, Netflix here. I think
0: you a for it. Uh, it was a lot of fun so it's based on uh, it's a short that is from one of the vhs movies originally where some kids are filming a home movie and then some aliens invade it's extended out into a full movie it's a lot of fun some kids who are like again they're filming some home videos and then aliens come down and it's it's expand. it's got like a it's it's got like almost a troma-ish feel to it on on occasions it's gory it's over the top um a good pairing with um have you seen Slashback?
1: No. Mm-mm.
0: Both good. Um Slashback is like um it's in it's in Alaska based with um some like some native Alaskan kids uh facing off with some sort of aliens in that one as well. A good a good pairing on that one as well. Um you could watch the two both together. Um certainly in the UK, they're both on Shudder now so worth checking those out it's a lot of it's a lot of fun uh if you enjoy things like Psycho Gorman uh Turbo ah, yes, Kid you'll good. you'll enjoy you'll enjoy that as well then last couple to rattle off I watched We Need to Do Something um also on Shudder have you seen this one Nico?
1: I have seen this one yes
0: what did you think of it?
1: <laughs> Loved it did yeah. you like it?
0: Yes I did yes
1: okay it was fun like, a I good, I, like I was trapped great. in a bad... <laughs> Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, old brother.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I know. I oh I know. That was so sad. Oh, but I mean, Max, Max Booth, the third, I mean, he's like a brilliant writer. And it was it was such a big moment in indie publishing, like when he got to make this movie. It was like one of our own, like got promoted to the big (laughs) leagues. Like we were all so excited for him. And then to see it come to life, like I think it just came together perfectly.
0: Yeah, really well performed as well, particularly by the by the lead. I'll have to pull the name so I can really make sure I've properly name checked them. So it's uh, Sierra McCormick uh, as Melissa, the daughter. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's. And Ozzy
1: has a little voice acting in there. You know, I won't spoil his little voice, but the one object that speaks was was Ozzy's (laughs) voice.
0: Oh, amazing! Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You could look that little bit up. A little bit of trivia there, and then my last two. I finally got around to seeing Renfield. So um, Nicholas Cage as Dracula. What more do you need? Um,
1: it's a lot of fun. Oh my gosh, brilliant! Yeah, a
0: lot of fun. Nicholas Holt, Holt, Nicolas Cage. It's a good, fun, entertaining. It's a, it's a nice, it's a nice streaming service movie. It's on VOD now. You can rent it at home already. It's got a fairly short turn at the cinema. Um, but yeah, it's exactly
1: perfect. I have no notes on that movie. It was brilliant. Yeah.
0: <laughs> It was it was just it was just, it a, was, fun, just it was so a fun, just a fun time. And then finally, I also watched uh not want to miss out on these things. I caught up with some Jalo. I watched last week's movie as well, Tenebrae. Have you seen that? How are you on the on the Jalo movies, Nico?
1: I don't think I've seen that. It sounds familiar though.
0: Oh, it's um so it's Dario Argento. Um it is Classic like Jalo vibes. It has a murder mystery element to it. It has the over the top gore. We have a killer that you never see; you just see the hands coming in. Nineteen eighty two, great soundtrack. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. Again, last week's episode. Anyone who's listened to that will have heard a whole discussion on it already. I have not much to add other than I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was good, and I need to catch up on some more Jalo stuff now because it has such a nice not nice has such like a unique yeah. visual style about it and I, I really found myself drawn to the mystery angle of it um so more shallow oh. movies to catch up on but that whistle stop tour of my last couple of weeks you know all this time late laid, laid up in bed with the flu, I had a lot of time to watch a, watch a little bit of stuff but all of those things done any other movies you want to talk about before we talk of the movie of the week
1: um no 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 i think i'm good
0: (laughs) in that case let us plow straight in and we'll talk about the movie of the week so insidious let me just bring up our bring up our synopsis here we can do a read of this so Insidious is a 2010 uh, horror movie directed by James Wan. Uh, It's not the house that's haunted. A family discovers that dark spirits have invaded their home after their son inexplicably falls into an endless sleep. When they reach out to professional for help, they learn things are a lot more personal than they thought. It stars Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne, Barbara Hershey, Ty Simpkins, Lynn Shea, Lee Lee Wannell, however you prefer to say it, um, Angus Sampson, Andrew Astor, and more. Um, on IMDb, um, the good folks over there have given it a six point eight. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a sixty six percent critic score and a sixty two percent audience score, and the meta Metascore uh, is fifty two percent. It has a thirty three point two. Sorry, on Letterboxd, and here are some choice reviews. So Jay gives it two and a half stars and says, "Just throw the damn kid away." uh says four stars that funky demon is just listening to my man tiny tim and sewing adorable doll costumes let him do his thing (laughs) warren wilkinson says four stars every hair on my body is still standing on end i think there should be a health warning on this fucker Um, (laughs) and last three and a half stars from chris evangelista so three and a half stars. All movies should have a title card like this one with a title and huge red font as the soundtrack blasts a, a billion violins. <laughs>
1: That's fair. I like that one. <laughs>
0: yeah. I feel like this film has... You can see the the filmmakers behind it. So it's, you know, it's a, a James Wan movie, not his first horror movie, but written by Lee L as well, of, of Saw fame and so on as well. And you can see yeah. the creative strings in this one i feel like both of them have moved on to other things since 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 insidious but a bit like when you watch we talked evil dead already today we've already invoked its name when you see like a sam raimi movie there are very distinct things that you can see are that's that's a sam raimi thing i think both lee Wonell and james Wan, their fingerprints are all over this movie right
1: I, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun. I think those ratings are pretty fair. I consider this movie, you know, very much like the conjuring and that world and, you know, the other the sinister it's I consider it kind of like a jump scare type of horror, mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily overly gory, but just like spooky and atmospheric and very tense. <laughs> And for those type of movies, I think it fit in really well. I think it did its job. It definitely yeah. startled me. I mean.
0: Yeah, I think this is an interesting one. Like, I think you've you've nailed it. Like, it's not particularly, in fact, it's not gory at all, right? There's no, I think there's very little, there's no real bloody injury. There's very little minimal physical injury that's in it. Um, But it's an intense watch in terms of a, a shocking visual uh, the violin sting and the jump scares are yeah. high it's a shame ben couldn't make it to that actually i know he watched this one with his daughter who was 13 oh. and she watched it <laughs> oh 13 oh it. yeah but i think that's i think that's probably a good I, I like i i have to pull up the rating i guess it's a 12a in the in in the uk over here so you know you could go and see this as a 12 year old by your by yourself or with an adult if you're younger I think your mileage will really vary based on what, what kind of a person you are For and how sure, scared yeah. you are as a kid, but you're right. I think this, if I'd watched this younger, I think this would have been one that could have been a good entry to horror because it's it's serious and it takes itself seriously and it's scary, but there isn't incredible gore or violence in there. Like it's not like a, a saw or or oh, something yeah. like that, right? <laughs>
1: No, no, it's more like disturbing images, and there is some blood, but it's not, I mean, it's just a couple of scenes of blood, like on a bed sheet or something yeah, like, like bloody that. bloody handprints,
0: you know. right? Or Right,
1: yeah, it's definitely more startling, I would say, than anything. Although if I watched this as a kid, I probably would be very scared of like a demon possessing me in my sleep. I would probably yeah. stay up very late, God, <laughs> never be... getting any sleep.
0: I'd be, I mean, we'll we'll come to it shortly. Like it's all about like um astral projection and so on that comes out in this in this movie. And now I think the second in a dream, if I'd been in any way suspicious that I'm in astral, I'd be the most boring astral project projector in the whole world. I would have stayed within arms right length of my body every night. I mean, nope, getting back in in case those demons come back in.
1: I know. As soon as you know there's a threat of demons. Like, yeah. Nope. Oh, not and going. they can.
0: And they can. They can tell the second you're away from your, the second you're away from your body as well. That that's when they know that like, I can sniff it out and they can try and try and take your place.
1: No, thank you. Not for yeah. me. I don't mess with demons. No. <laughs> Just certain things. <laughs> that's too sneaky.
0: I mean, I don't know what that demon wanted to come out. Anyway, it looked like he had a pretty good setup in the further.
1: I don't know. Really? I think they all kind of had a good setup. They were. You know, living out their weird, creepy, dark realities. That ghost family was
0: just watching TV. They're all right. Yeah. Maybe the writer's strike was on. They were like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) 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 I mean, they're all just living in the dark, being all creepy and, you know, insidious. Like, what, you know, why do we want to come back? What are they going to be doing? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I feel if you were a ghost or a demon, that would be a big adjustment. I'm not sure. Because you've been. You've been in a timeless void for so long. Imagine all the admin you'd have to do coming back to life, taking over that body of a boy. It's to school. Oh my gosh, yeah.
1: I, yeah, exactly. Like, who wants to go through school again? Are you crazy? You're a demon with all these incredible powers and you're going to be sitting in like math class? Like, mm, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. No.
0: Because there's no way, because you, you're going to have to keep a low profile because you're not going to be a good enough demon that's like, oh, I take over the world now, I guess. No. You're yeah. going to get either imprisoned, boring. Or just having to like keep it keep it on the down low and just be a demon, you know, yeah. on the quiet and have to do. Imagine that you're a demon, you do all this stuff, you are having to do homework. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to read Treasure Island and write two thousand words on it. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to. Yeah.
1: You got to keep up the facade, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, you got. Yeah, if
1: you're gonna possess someone, first of all, possessing a child seems like poor planning. Like yeah. you gotta think that's not gonna work, you know. Even you if you've got
0: super demon strength, right? Because I later on a couple of guys get get punched by a demon. Like, you you can't make a child supernaturally heavy, so at some point someone's gonna dogpile that kid, yeah. <laughs> and they'll <laughs> and, <they're laughs> like, oh. and they're like captured. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then you're stuck in a kid body, so you're stuck there for a long time, decades yeah. before you can, you know go back into your plane and start the whole thing over again. Yeah, I don't think he was thinking long-term.
0: And and when when you get back there, when you get back to the further, things might have changed. Yeah. You're going to be out of sync. Who's this guy? I know, know, right? You you know, when you leave, you know the leather jacket man that lives outside your red door. You know the family that, you know, (laughs) is is just ghostly milling about. You know the little boy who has a little runabout to tiptoe through the tulips. You get in there. There's loads of new people around. Neighborhoods changed. Establish
1: yourself again as like the head demon. Who knows if they're going to accept you. Yeah, obviously he did not think this through.
0: Oh, and of course, like what if at some point you might get back to the further as that demon guy and then other ghosts that have died since the Phantom Menace come, has come out are there beforehand. <laughs> you're like, you oh, it's used. To, I'm not Darth Maul. Please, please, <laughs> you're really undercutting how scary I am by oh, pointing at someone from sequel. pop culture.
1: <laughs> they should add that to this franchise. I would watch
0: that movie. <laughs> i'm <thinking>, oh no, <laughs> things have changed. <laughs> I should have thought about what I really wanted. Exactly. Um, so where do we begin? Uh, Looking at here, the, the synopsis here is married couple. Josh and Renai Lambert have Renee, have recently moved into a new home with their sons, Dalton and Foster. I tell you what, MVP, Foster, just a normal boy.
1: <laughs> oh, poor kid. What's even his point? Does he have more like action in the other sequels? Like I thought I he was going to die and that was going to set things off. Like He wasn't even really necessary. You, he,
0: did, pr- he, did, he did get a certificate at school, which probably went undersold.
1: Yes, that's true. He did. <laughs> he's just a he's
0: just a good little boy. <laughs> he's like, oh, I i won a spelling certificate at work, but I'm not at school. But I'm not going to make a fuss because my brother's in an endless coma.
1: I know. Can you imagine being that poor kid, the kid whose brother ends up being possessed by demons and going to the further? Like you're just never going to live up to that legacy. And you're the middle
0: kid because there's also a baby. <laughs> that's
1: true. Oh, that's so sad now that I'm thinking of it. That poor, poor kid. So
0: Foster's just there, knocking yeah. out, he's probably been writing words like insidious and sinister, nailing him every week, and he's <laughs> got that spell oh. and all he did was come to bed and leave oh. the civic on the side. His mum's like, this is today's date." And he's like, yeah, I didn't want to make a big deal of it. Um, Yeah, I love Foster, he's my favourite character. I hope he does alright in the sequels.
1: I hope so too. I
0: <laughs> hope he gets his moment. Oh, i
1: you, really hope he does
0: Can you imagine a... like it's like oh no it only works if you spell the demon's name out loud but i couldn't possibly like, he oh steps God. up like i've got i've got this done i've become the spelling master
1: i know right? that would be amazing
0: um so here
1: a moment.
0: they're they're up there they've, they've just moved into a new house um dalton gives a quicker side where he's like i'll oh, um you know, it's me. I'm a sweet little kid. Um, like, look, look at all these pictures of the of the family. Why are there no pictures of Dad? It's like uh, suspiciously vague reasons. There are just no pictures of your Dad. Okay, okay. Um, and obviously, this is uh, the boy who plays Dalton. Like one of the generations, like best known like child actors, right? So he's he's the Jurassic World kid. He is the is he the Iron Man three boy? Is he? I didn't recognize him. Really? Um, I've
1: seen those. I just didn't make that connection.
0: He's in Avengers Endgame. For
1: really? Yeah, he's in know. Iron Man
0: three. Yeah. So Ty Simpkins, he is. Yeah, he's okay. he's been it all. So he's been he's been to the further. He's been to a Jurassic Park, and he's Iron okay. Man. 3. Is he going to be the new Iron Man? Who knows? He was at his funeral for no for for some reason. So they've kept in touch.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I will say about that house. Like, there are just certain houses that I think you should never live in. Like, any house that's built in the eighteen hundreds is definitely going to be haunted. Any house that has those wooden beams on the ceiling is going to be haunted. Like, weird things are going to happen. I was like, as soon as you get into that house, I was like, mm, I think I would have a vibe, and I just wouldn't be able to live there.
0: Yeah, you think I have, so? Like, when about houses, and, and like, also no. like you, you do tell me, Nico. Is this a is this a US thing? But you guys, big on just lamps everywhere, and not having just a big light that you just switch on and all the you lights come lamps? on. In your house?
1: <laughs> no, we have lamps. We have yeah. lamps in like every room. Do you know?
0: <laughs> we have we have lamps, but primarily there is like a single switch that I could just press in my house, and then the big light would come on, and then it's that's pretty so well lit. Though. yeah,
1: it's it's too bright. You gotta well, you gotta have your lamps. So uh, you that's because that's, like.
0: that's, that's our country is older. A lot of houses here have been, you know, they're good age for having ghosts in them so around here oh, we've so learned you
1: guys, yeah, in the UK hatches. you need
0: to you know if your alarm goes off in the night and it may be a burglar it may be ghosts yeah. whichever it is you want minimal light switching are you don't want to be going around oh, just put this little I'll That's- put this lamp on, <laughs> I'll put this lamp on that just that just lights this corner of the room and actually makes the other side of the room spookier until <laughs> I've got over there That's and turned those lights on <laughs>
1: Well, okay, I learned something about UK houses today and their yes. lighting.
0: You have to have <laughs> and big, and they're have, all
1: haunted. So <laughs> you have to have a big
0: light. Oh yeah, like the country's so old; everyone, everywhere's haunted. I live okay. in Scotland as well, which I think is the most haunted part
1: yeah no there's just i i live in the south and there's a lot of old homes down here like the 1800s they're built and nope nope not gonna live in one never gonna live in one
0: or if you do or if you do move in like if you get a fantastic deal on this one you know and the estate agent says no absolutely assure you no no ghosts then make sure you install a big light straight away yeah
1: note it I will make sure that that's, that's a good note for everybody in the U.S.
0: Yeah, get 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 your big lights on you know it's it's good for burglars it's good for demons go whatever whatever ails you so whenever you've got a spooky nighttime situation just get them lights on straight away don't be like Patrick <laughs> Wilson going around clipping them all on one at one a time light at
1: a time yeah yeah um, <laughs> good to note
0: but before we get to that that wonderful scene of uh of intruder alarm admin little um, little Dalton just as a just they're just there they're unpacking they're doing like you know a nice nice little day of an evening and they and he goes goes ah spooky attic I'm gonna go look at there and he gets just rinsed off a ladder and he just gets bashed on the floor I mean I wonder I don't know how he manages to fall because he falls off the ladder backwards and gets a bump on the front of his head so oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. Must have real must have really twisted as he as he fell down there. Um but um that's kind of just it, right? They come and so say, What are you doing? Falling off a ladder? Well straight to bed then I guess no need to check check yeah, this head you injury
1: definitely should not go to bed after getting a head injury you <laughs> definitely sleep, that's like the one thing yeah the one thing they say for sure after a head injury is you stay awake like if you have a concussion you don't want to go to sleep but we're just yeah. going to tuck this kid into bed and everything's going to be fine yeah
0: took this into bed please and then the next day when he hasn't come down in the morning like his mom has let it slide quite a bit oh Go up and see to him, will you? don't believe he hasn't got up yet. I'm not concerned in the slightest. I'm just inconvenienced that he's going to be late for school. And he's, yeah. unfortunately, we have lost him. He has gone into a coma. Yep, yep,
1: that is true.
0: <laughs> and we flash straight to like, hello? Hello, do you want to wake up now? It's like, oh, I did let him go to sleep with a concussion yesterday? And then it's like straight to the hospital with him going, yeah. Just just this doctor just shrugging his shoulders like,
1: oh, yeah. Oh, He just walks away.
0: (laughs) He's like like his brain's fine, actually. Um, He's just like honestly, like anything. If you're worried about the um, bang on the head, don't actually, because I've done the tests. I've done the has he been banged on the head test, and he's actually all right for that. He's just in a coma for no reason. Anyway, see ya. Yeah,
1: that's really what it is. Yep, that's the healthcare system for you right there. The fact that they had him in the in the hospital for three months is really what is the most unbelievable because they would have booted him out of that hospital, like, immediately.
0: Especially when it's, when, from all we can find out from what that doctor tells us, like, oh, yeah, physically fine, just in a coma forever.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not, it's, no. it's actually,
0: actually, legally speaking, it's not a coma.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, like that time jump was startling to me I was like three months have Does passed th- and he's still in the coma <laughs> like they haven't done anything to him like that just that seemed, that seemed wild to me <laughs> not, not
0: even like banged some pans or like put some bacon on and like tried to wake him up that way
1: like, give him some like medicine can they shoot him with adrenaline like you see in the movies can they no. like do anything in that three just...
0: in that in that three months you've tried it all they've had like yeah you know, people have been telling him <laughs> jokes people have been like like blown up a paper bag and like banging it by his ears all anything. these things and that that doctor's it is that doctor's at his wit's end and he's like well <laughs> i guess he can come home and uh, just be in a coma forever there um you're not neglecting your other kid are you no no absolutely not we're on top of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um so yeah, they, they go they go home and then that's when they start having spooky times and the the alarm get go- the most deafening alarm in the world. Yeah. To be honest, you could have left that alarm running a bit longer. Probably would have got him up. <laughs> oh <So> loud.
1: <laughs> well, it has to be super loud. If you're, you know, sleeping, you have to be able to get up. <laughs> you
0: have to deafen burglars.
1: Yeah. You gotta um, startle people, so.
0: Oh, but this is where, like, because Patrick Wilson at this point, like, now I actually understand it. it obviously, snuck in that this three months ago because it, like, to the untrained eye, if you don't catch on that it, um, that three months has passed, it feels a bit like, oh, God, my kid's been in a coma for a week, and I've immediately just started being a terrible father and husband because, like, it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna stay at work forever.
1: Yeah, yeah, they play up on that a little bit too much maybe i mean that's a really old like plot point where like the father is like absent or he can't handle stress so he stays away and then leaves the mom and then he like gaslights the mom because the mom's like something terrible is happening and he's like you're overreacting (laughs) so yeah
0: every every woman that's had to move into a haunted house ever right
1: Like, if your wife says that there's a ghost in your house, like, maybe you should try to believe her. <laughs> yeah, mean, believe
0: women, Patrick Wilson. Yes, exactly, <laughs> my
1: goodness. Yeah, like, he kept blowing her off, and yeah. Although, I mean, he does move. Like, that was a pleasant surprise that they actually left the house, and he was like, okay, you're scared, you want to leave, we'll leave. <laughs> I mean, that's, moving is huge. What an inconvenience. So much work involved in that, so... <laughs> i think that was a pretty cool moment that was gets
0: nice. onto the gets onto the real estate agent can you list this please definitely unhaunted house we're moving for yeah <laughs> unconnected reasons. i guess like you could probably sell you got a good oh yeah they're moving because their kids in a coma forever oh, okay because <laughs> yeah it, you could trick the buyers because they're going to be asking questions about that He's not in a coma okay. because of a ghost is it no how dare you ask that actually that's that's a pretty that's a pretty rude question actually. My kid's in a coma. Do you not want to ask me about any ghosts that may or may not be in the house? <laughs> the alarm doesn't no. go off in the in the night time. No, no, no,
1: never. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and yeah. So Rose Byrne eventually sees um, she sees her first ghost here when she moves out because we're like we've seen a couple of little images already, right? There's been mm-hmm. one where she goes in the, the baby cries right. and she, this is where she has the. Um, like there's the baby monitor bit where there's yeah. like um, she's playing the mu- she's a musician and she's playing the piano, um, obviously in the house with one 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 son in a coma, a baby, and the other one out crushing a spelling test, um, and <laughs> you just hears like a little noise on the baby monitor, and it's like, and then, like I was just getting to the point I was like oh should I put the subtitles on this one would it would this give me a clue can we hear what this... I don't think it's meant to be. Um, passable right you're not meant to know what they're saying it's just
1: probably not just something eerie
0: yeah ghost whispering and then it goes you know once once lee winnell and james one have tricked you into sort of leaning in and trying to listen hard that's when it does like a that shouts in the thing
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is making it so fun but like even that moment when she's standing by the steps, listening to the monitor, I was like, "Go upstairs, please, please go upstairs." Like <laughs> something is clearly wrong. You're a mom. This is a baby. Go upstairs. Don't wait just until think, things. You would strange. naturally think
0: like a burglar, right, or something like. Oh, yeah. it was just a, if you never think it's a good day. My wife was watching this with me. She's like, "You would have a knife and be straight up the stairs. Oh, <laughs> and then you would 000%. leave and never go in and never go in there again."
1: No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would never leave my baby alone ever again
0: you would be up there, you would do something about it, but no, she has that little skin and she goes, oh, well, back to it, I guess. Um, yeah. And then it's only, she decides she wants to move after the incident we have in the night with the, with the burglar alarm going off. And then she's just like a like a leather jacket ghost man, just lunges at her across the room.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in fairness, that's the final straw. I can respect that, that that's, you know, she's like, okay, I'm done. But that was pretty creepy too. I enjoyed that. It was a bit of a jump scare when all of that was going on. Um, and I like that they did move, like I said. It was interesting to me that they put a second location in at all. I just wasn't expecting. But they did that in Sinister too. See, this is why I get these movies all yeah. confused.
0: <laughs> it's when you move house, in fact, in that one that it gets worse.
1: Yeah, I'd and say... just like in this one, like they get worse. So yeah.
0: So they move they move house. Um, she confronts. Yeah, she confronts Sir Patrick Wilson about it and said, oh, do you want to stop just, like, sleeping at your desk at work? Because also there's a scary handprint on the, um, there's a scary handprint that that, the coma nurse, like, just... Yeah, she, like...
1: Throws like the sheet at him and it has the blood handprint and he just looks at it like bewildered. Again, I think if I threw a bloody handprint sheet to my husband, he would have a different response than just like bewilderment and then moving on. Like a conversation would probably happen, is my guess.
0: <laughs> Either that or he wasn't lying. He does have a lot of marking to do, and he's like, Oh, i so yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I can't be bothered with this right now.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, it's it it's been many years since I didn't be teaching and grading essays or things like that, but like You give these kids a topic, and they all write about the same things. Like I was teaching English as a foreign language, and the time that Avatar and Twilight were both big.
1: Oh boy! Mm -hmm. I have read
0: a lot of reviews on those two topics.
1: I can imagine what fun.
0: And that was that was probably his life. He's like, oh god, all these kids writing about.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I don't have time for bloody handprints right now.
0: (laughs) I'm exhausted please I have to get all these papers marked and he's like oh you know I've got to keep got to make sure I've covered all the medical bills And I was like I'm not sure that that's how teaching salaries work like only if you've done your marking do you get
1: (laughs) yeah Um, in America it's very different like you hand in one paper and they give you like five dollars and then (laughs) (laughs) not
0: quite so they do move as you say and they've moved near to um Patrick Wilson's mom um who is very supportive um she's like, oh, like no one knows what you're going through except she knows exactly what she's going through but it's not time to reveal that just yet she's like okay yeah. uh no one can know what you're what you're going through um but you know you're you're welcome to stay we're happy to help you move um the other two kids are not in it for the rest of the film everybody so is it true i didn't even know they this. Go and. To go and stay with the mom or a third oh, person, yes. like with with or a third person, because later the mom comes back into it and the kids aren't there.
1: That's right. That's I'm guessing, right. That's
0: right. I'm guessing America's sweetheart fosters just looking after the baby by himself at this point.
1: That's right. I I didn't even realize that they were gone. See, yeah, what was the point? Why even have? Why Why even have them? <laughs> there were <was> some <laughs> scares with the baby, but that poor middle kid just didn't get much. Love or anything. I swear,
0: like, it, it's going to have to be true that his spelling is going to have to come in and save the day.
1: I hope so. So much.
0: Yeah. I'll oh, I'm, I'm going to have to hurry up and watch the rest of these films to see <laughs> how he's going to save the day with his... Because <laughs> he's I just like, oh. nothing scary happens to him. He mentions before they moved house that I don't really like the bed because Dalton walks about at night and like, oh, should probably look into that. Um, yeah. But yeah, basically... He's not in it again now. They're 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 That's right. They're out of it. Their troubles are over. They're having a nice yeah. time at grandma's house. She's probably got she's retired, so she's probably got more time to help him with his spellings. Not that he yeah, needs good it, for obviously. Him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just out there doing it.
1: Yeah. He doesn't um, have to worry about his possessed brother.
0: Yeah. yeah. So they're just there in the in the new house with the with the with the possessed brother. And then Roseburn has another encounter where she's She's doing some laundry, she's put some music on and unfortunately a little record skip happens and instead of the music that she had on it goes to like the old timey spooky music.
1: Yeah, I know, right?
0: <laughs> um, where Tiptoe Through the Tulips comes on and there's like a little Victorian boy or like, you know, just... He does look like a little Victorian boy, so... Yeah, you know. um, yeah like,
1: very creepy little kid, of course.
0: creepy child
1: that she's just like I'll just go see what he's up to like let me just go follow him into this room where there's no exit we'll just go try to find him I think
0: I don't know what's your best defense in this situation would you do what she does which is like you know she casually like slowly comes after him or I feel like especially if he sees a little boy ghost just just rage it like run everywhere to try (laughs) like don't give him a chance to hide to jump out at you again
1: I mean, I would probably, like, leave the house, but that's also another approach, just going, like, full force at him. Just go so just
0: real hard. <laughs> I'd have yeah. gone, I, I, I don't know what you do in this situation. Maybe try and, like, do things that make your house completely incompatible with being scary.
1: Yeah, I thought the whole thing, like, the fact that she could even see the ghost was kind of weird because she's not clairvoyant. Like, she doesn't travel when she sleeps. So
0: That little boy just like comes, like she moves that thing and he just comes piling out the cupboard and just like giggles and runs off. and
1: And She has a breakdown and it's like, I don't know, like, how can she even see them? I mean, it just, it was just, I don't know, I guess we just accept that she can see the ghosts.
0: I guess guess it's getting worse, right? So these, yeah, there's spooky little boys about all over the place um, (laughs) that they can now see. I think I know he's probably the least scary ghost because there was oh, yeah, there's horrible sure. leather jacket man and oh uh, yeah, yeah. But this little boy, like he's just jigging about in the house, dancing to his music. Yeah, what you what you really want to do is find your house that is completely incompatible with being scary. Like, I don't know, like adopt penguins or something like that. Your house would stink of fish. But <laughs> I don't think the ghost would be your biggest problem there.
1: Yeah. You have to make a sacrifice one way or the other, right? Yeah. you you have to have like a house that's unhauntable. hauntable. yeah open or a day, a open, like, open
0: like a open like a doggy daycare. just fill your house with there you go with like just animals, yeah, just yeah. Find, find ways <laughs> like have no have no old but certainly don't have any rocking horses,
1: oh my gosh. no, if you buy a rocking horse and you put it in your house, you are asking the ghosts to come
0: no no rocking furniture at all if you've got any any risk of ghosts everything just flushed to the floor
1: a thousand percent like how 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 do we not know this
0: and no no creaky boards i'd carpet every room
1: yeah for sure carpet every room yes yeah yeah carpet every
0: room lots of lights <laughs> any- yeah,
1: lots of light yes established yes bright lights
0: <laughs> yeah and oh, and by the way i'm not playing anything on creepy records anymore just get a spotify account
1: yeah yeah i mean there's just certain things i think you could probably do at that point yeah just to sure. make you
0: just to make your life slightly less creepy um, Yeah. but this is the point where um the mom comes in and says uh yeah. Oh, actually, I've uh, she, the mom actually turns up and says she had a dream about it. Didn't she? Oh, yeah. They, um, you know, I mentioned that no one knows what you're going through. Not only do I know because um Patrick Wilkes, AKA Josh, said, "Oh, this happened in the past, in fact," and I had a dream that there was because uh, the mom is also slightly clairvoyant just for this scene. Um, yeah. And says, <laughs> sure. "Um, I tell you what, I was having a dream the other day, and uh, I dreamt to come around your house." And I stuck my head in the bedroom door, and Dalton in his coma. There, there was there was a fella next to his bed. He looked like this picture, um, well, and this flashback video. She said, "Well, like yeah, you know, we are standing by the bed," and I said, "Hey up, who are you?" He already oh, explained he was a visitor, and he said, "Oh, what were you after?" And he pointed to the kid. So, um, to be fair, as far as messages from ghosts and demons go, really straight up with it, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I actually, it took me a while to even figure out she was the mom. Like, maybe I missed when they told me that information. Yeah. (laughs) So I was just kind of like, I don't know who she is. I don't know what she's doing. But as soon as I realized that she knew what was going on, it's like, you got to tell them. This is something common in a lot of horror movies. Somebody has key information and doesn't share it until it's way too late. Like, if we had known earlier, we could have gotten into the further earlier. We could have, like, assessed everything. It wouldn't have been so dramatic, you know. Second the second that
0: kid went into a coma, I'd be like, oh, it's probably...
1: Yeah. Like, how could she not have said it? There was three months this poor kid is sitting in a coma in a hospital, and she doesn't think, like, oh, maybe this is something I should say.
0: Yeah, well, I guess she just thought that, you know, as we find out later, when her problem was solved, she was like, oh, like, let's just assume it isn't like that. Yeah. Yeah, let's just let's know. let's just move on from it. We, we'll just assume that anything else until it's definitely demons, we'll assume <laughs> it's not that. We'll assume it's not that. But she put, comes along and basically says, Um yeah." Funnily enough, um, I've dealt with this um, before. I'm going to invite someone. Going to invite someone around, because we've already had like the throwaway scene where after the little boy's been there before the mom interjects with her story. Her her friend, the priest, is that maybe he comes back in the oh, sequel yeah, as well? Because right. the the friend, the priest, is there and he's just like, oh, thanks for the tea. And then he and he's gone for the film. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe, right. he the maybe he comes back in the
0: sequel. Maybe he comes so. back in the sequel because he was like, yeah, thanks for that. Actually, um, yeah, I'm literally just unless it is just like a big red herring. It's like, oh, they've got the exorcist around No, no. is just a yep. friend who was who happens to be a priest and he was just calling him for tea
1: yeah yeah for sure i mean i can appreciate that they gave us that little tease that was kind of fun um but yeah i, I liked when we got to see like the little ghostbusters like the guys the two guys that came in as yeah because he comes
0: before Lin shay comes they, they, yes, they like come her, first. her like road crew come in first and that is yeah. uh, writer lee onell himself
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, I thought that was really fun and after a little comedic relief, which I thought was necessary at that point. Yeah, and you know they played into their goofiness, incompetent, competitive natures. Yeah, they kind of
0: like have they kind of like have um like com- competition with each other. Like Lee Wonell's character is into like the the written side and the investigation, yeah. and his other guy <laughs> is the tech guy, and it's like actually the tech's really important, so that's probably the least important. Uh. Beg to differ, yeah. actually, I think you'll find it's the most important. Um, yeah. I really like though, it's a nice tonal shift for the film. It was. Um, and they are adequately convinced after he's got one of those now, what are they? They're like the little slide things you get when you're a kid, right? That you hold up to yeah. the light, and he's yeah. looking through there and gets he's, he's basically like a real low tech version of the Predator where it's like red vision, yeah. green <laughs> vision, and then when he goes to blue vision horrible ghost gives him a little smile it's like
1: <laughs> yeah the little creepy like twinish or i don't know if they were twins but like little sis- like sister ghost or something creepy like that and Did it have like does yeah. one of them have a head off
0: or is it just that they
1: probably maybe
0: that just holding a head that give her sure. a little smile and he goes yep actually i've <laughs> seen a ghost so um can you Colin um and the big dogs yeah yeah get in get in lynn shea and uh yeah. she's ever so nice she comes along immediately drops the truth that she knew um yeah that she knew patrick wilson all along she's like i haven't seen you since you were little like you know i have don't remember that yeah yeah
1: um she gets straight to the point thankfully i mean at least we can move that along you know she understands the severity of it
0: oh yeah within two minutes she's like i'll tell you what this is the this is the deal she's she's straight to it she is the queen of exposition she turns up and basically says yeah (laughs) that's true so now that i've got you now that i've got you here actually um where to begin your son can astral project astral project astral projection i feel Mm. like in it's a bit like now in a post mcu world like with alternate dimensions i feel like there will come a point where it's going to become trophy and faux pas to explain any of these things. it's like you know in the 90s when people still had to explain EMPs in a uh, in a film and now if anyone does it, everyone's like, oh yawn we all know what EMPs are come on um, yeah I feel like astral projection and multiverses are going to go that way very soon but in the days of Insidious coming out um 2010, we weren't ready for that so you would still explain it. so Shea is they were, is straight behind, they were
1: ahead of their time for sure.
0: So she's like, basically, astral projection. We call it travelling, actually. We've got fun names for everything. It's like a zombie movie where they're walkers or shamblers. She's like, it's called travelling. And your son's real good at it, actually, uh, because you were as well. Um, We'll look at some photos to do with that in a minute. But for now, just know that he goes away from his body to this place called The Further. Um, And actually, because he thinks it's just a dream... Um, He doesn't think it's that dangerous. But when you're away from your body, basically, like, what's happened to him? He's taken a wrong turn while he's out of there and now he's basically stuck. So his body's asleep forever. And when you're out of your body, ghosts, tell you what, ever so jealous that you're alive and they're not. So if (sighs) they sniff you out being away from your body, they're going to insidious... Oh, no, she name drops that in a minute. He does, yes. They will um come and try and steal your body and they're like oh no how, how do we how do we um how do we deal with that and she goes oh actually it's not him not them you got to worry about you've got to watch out for this fellow he's far more insidious wink wink <laughs> and that's when I, it's my background here patrick goes yeah what do you mean insidious and he turns around and the little spook the spooky man's right behind him he's like doing a big animal from the Muppets, wide mouthed, like,
1: <gasps> yeah. That jump scare startled me. And I knew, because I like that image you have behind is like on all of like the promotional things, like with him in the back with his mouth open. And I knew it was coming. Like, I know, I know it's coming. And it's still, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that and was
0: that's... probably
1: the biggest jump scare of me when, the, when that moment happened, despite knowing that it was going to happen.
0: That's probably my moment of the film that I remember as well. Like that scene where you know you see behind his head and he's coming out there, and it's a you know for again, again I feel and um, something they use in the trailer, but still managed to be effective in yeah. movie because it's something that's in camera and it's something that happens not in a nightmare sequence, not it's like in the middle of the day, right when they're just sitting at the kitchen table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this is the part where they're
1: enthralled with it. Like, you're enthralled with her storytelling and her exposition, and then it's like, then the jump scare comes. So, yeah.
0: And the guys there, and this is, yeah, this is prime. I think they probably popularized it and made it the big deal it is today. Before it came tropey and people started trying to avoid it the the sting of the strings that suddenly hit really hard, and you get Mm. the, you know, shocking image that's on that's in film. Yeah. Um, so we get that and I, is this also the point Why I think Lin Shea doesn't really dial back on the exposition. She's already explained the further, she's explained traveling, she's explained Mr. Insidious. And yep. then I think we <laughs> also we get the pictures as well at this point, right? Says, oh yeah, no, she's
1: going all in. She's like, look, here's all the information that I have that I've been keeping secret for decades, and here we go.
0: And Which is- should
1: have been given immediately when they started having children like all of this should have been given immediately like the wife should have known before they had children that she had married somebody who could do this (laughs) and that it was going to get passed down to their kids
0: that should be a that should really be a screening thing shouldn't it it's like now you know you know this is a a matter of choice before you move forward with starting a family you know a bit like if you have something hereditary um disease wise in your family you should know this and you should do your screening beforehand right there is a this percentage chance that they'll do astral projection and unfortunately right. there is a mr there is a mr insidious that you've got to watch out for
1: i think it's only fair yeah. <laughs> i think it's only fair so that they know ahead of time so that they can make plans so they can help this kid
0: to be honest as soon as their relationship started getting serious he needed to be enabled that so look you know we've got to make decisions if you're going to want a family there is a mr insidious risk of you know 30 percent
1: yeah yeah, which by the way, too much of a percentage for me. <laughs> I'm just saying we're all different, you know. But like, <laughs> too too high, too high. Okay,
0: yeah, I, I guess it depends. Oh, then again, though, it's not just the kid that's affected, is it? Because they're bothering you around the house as well, setting the alarms yeah. off in the night. Pain. Yeah,
1: yeah, messing with your books, messing with your record player, slamming oh, doors. The, it's the whole thing. Your,
0: you know, putting your your sheet music up in the loft, and not where you not where you packed it.
1: I know the nerve, right? I mean, come on, you just it's just things to you know tell your partner at certain point. I just feel like it's common courtesy, <laughs> so they they should have told him so that he could have told her.
0: Yeah, and it's like you think about, it, they they've really robbed him of an ability. He could have been excellent at astral projecting by now if he practiced a bit. But basically, yeah. it shows some pictures that every time as a kid, when the mom bearing in mind that you know there was a ghost getting getting closer you'd think the pictures that they were taking would be at like really momentous events not just like here he is (laughs) in a park not really looking at the camera
1: yeah or like if you knew what was happening and you saw these pictures like I i feel like you would just have a bigger response like did he never see the pictures did she never show it to the dad she just takes these pictures and hides them i don't know but like you could very visually see that there was a ghost, and it. it wasn't like a little blur. I mean, by the end, there was a actual like woman in these pictures.
0: Yeah, to this point, where if you if you didn't think it was a ghost, you'd be like yeah. taking a picture of him with an old woman.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just think that family is just not good at confronting problems head on. They have to work on that.
0: So the mom's like, yeah, I'm just I just stopped taking your picture actually because yeah,
1: like problem solved. <laughs> we like, just won't take pictures
0: yeah, but surely you could have used that to your advantage. if she's going to appear and get closer surely you could take a picture when you had like a frying pan and were like doing it that way you could like yeah. you could have used it to
1: i mean it's the way you you can see how close they're getting
0: or like take, photo. like,
1: yeah, take could photos yeah
0: or... take photos of him like in a church or where the ghost would be captured or
1: yeah yeah i thought it could be used for their advantage as well so
0: but she's not really thought about that. So all they did was they, um, basically, Lin Shay has done a classic Professor Xavier in that she's suppressed his abilities and made him forget about them in a way that they will never come back to haunt them ever again. Yeah, Um, sure, why not? (laughs) And they just just let him move on with his life because this ghost was getting closer to him every time.
1: Yeah. But then if real
0: real life horrors, there is a photo now Maybe they've assumed that, oh, geez, this is uncovering a memory. There is a photo of me as a little baby um, with um, this woman who I I don't remember. I don't remember who that is. She's not a ghost. She's in it. Um, But there was like a there's like a blurry like figure behind us in that picture. And my mom finds the photo incredibly disturbing, um, but didn't get rid of it. And I've seen it once as far as I recall. Of me being held as a baby with this weird shape behind me and this lady that's holding me in the picture, and um, it turns out I've been in loads of photos since, and they're not in any of the others. So it's probably just you know something to do with the photo development process. But my mm. mom find it finds it quite a scary photo. I don't remember astral projecting, but of course I wouldn't.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting.
0: We have chosen not to have kids though so don't worry we're safe we're uh, not
1: gonna pass it on
0: <laughs> not gonna pass it on no mr insidiouses <laughs> are gonna be around this neck of the woods plus also <laughs> as we've discussed got the big lights so oh uh, right exactly you're
1: right big yeah. lights got it big <laughs> lights
0: um so they, they basically go through that and say oh, well that that's it basically so we can try and bring him back. So they try a seance first.
1: Oh my gosh, the seance. That was wild. Why was she wearing an, like a World War II oxygen mask? What was it attached to? Why was it necessary? I have questions. To make it
0: to make it extra scary, basically, yeah. right? Maybe to get into the maybe to sneak into the further you have to trick them into thinking you're an elephant, maybe. <laughs>
1: okay. They put... That made no sense. I was like, "There's no reason she should be wearing this crazy mask. That's wild."
0: Is it maybe? Maybe it's like an isolation thing, so she can
1: it's to like focus, to like make sure she's like doesn't hear or see anything that's like blocking her senses or.
0: I, I don't know. She can in... not
1: really see that well out of the little holes. I was like, just to be extra
0: spooky. See.
1: I know, right? Just...
0: she already kidding. had a look at the ceiling fan and described. Lee Winnell uh, not only a talented writer and um, you know a, a small part actor as well like excellent speed sketchist.
1: Oh my gosh that also had me kind of laughing a bit because I'm like she can't do two things at once like she can't draw and like do this like she no, can't she can write
0: only a... she can only she's... describe.
1: I know I was like man well she's not great at multitasking but that's I guess okay. you've That's got a, I guess
0: trying. you've got to you've got to justify having an assistant, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that seance was that seance was fun. Yeah. That was so, it was
0: funny to me. So she puts on the yeah, like a like a World War one, almost like spooky long so nose, long nose mask. Have you ever seen second scariest use of one of these masks? I would say um this one might be a UK pop culture. That you maybe haven't had over in the. Have you ever seen a film called Dead Man's Shoes, Nico? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Worth seeking out. It's not ghosty, but there is a scary use of a mask like that in, as well. From our hero character, it's about a um, a man who returns to the town where he grew up. Um, he's been away in the army, and the there are some horrible men in the town that have been abusing his um, sort of um, like differently able brother that's there and he he takes his revenge on them and he like terrifies them and like stalks them and scares them and there's a bit where one of the baddies is at a house party and he comes downstairs and the the guy is wearing one of these masks Mm. and he's just standing outside his front door just standing there silently looking in on him and the guy tries to be aggressive at first. But then he, you watch him and he loses his nerve as this guy in this mask just stands completely still and then starts like banging on the door to try and get in. Horrible, even though that man is the the goody in that situation. But yeah, second only to that is Lin Shay wearing that mask and she yeah. has a chat with the spirits and says, yeah. at first she's talking to Dalton, right? In the, in the yeah. further.
1: Yeah, she's talking too loud because he's worried that the ghosts can hear and then she keeps talking loud and i felt bad for dalton i was like (laughs) please lower your voice like you're not in there with him he's gonna have to suffer the consequences of your loud voice she's like (laughs) no
0: also she's proper she gaslights him all the way it's like like, shut up they'll hear you they won't hear me
1: it's like like, you're not in there with him clearly (laughs) he knows the rules he's been there for three months I felt bad for Dalton in that moment for sure. But
0: but then she hears from Mr. Insidious himself, right? And he's like yes. it starts off with saying, like it's Dalton at first and lost basically. It's horrible here. Uh, but please be quiet to them. Basically, Mr. Insidious going, Yeah. Like I'm gonna fuck you all up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turns real quick. <laughs> yeah. He's not a happy, he's not a happy demon. No. Yeah, he's and then you know Lee Wanel's
0: having to like scribble it all down super quick.
1: Thankfully yeah. <laughs> his messages are
0: quite repeat. It's like, yeah, gonna fuck you up, gonna like really wreck shit. And then yeah. um before you know it, Dalton's out of bed and he's thumping people, he's tossing people around the room. Lynn is like passed out. Um mm-hmm. yeah, he's yeah. he's he's all amongst it. He is he's got super strength. Um he punches Lee Winnell across the room.
1: Yeah. But we find out because when they took the picture or the video and they slowed it down, Mr. Insidious is behind him, like being the puppet master, like yes. whoosh, making sure his arms move and stuff.
0: Using his demon strength so you can punch a fully grown man across the room. But thankfully he's no match for Lynche doing a bit of exorcist stuff. He's, like grabs it and goes, Oh come on, she gandels him.
1: I mean, is that really all you have to say to get a demon to leave? Like, I command you to leave this body. It, it feels like you would need to say something more special. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, you need to do what we did earlier on <laughs> and point out. <laughs> that You do realize if you stay in this body, you're going to have to go to school tomorrow.
1: So... Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: uh... It's like, I've got some puppets to finish before I commit to that type of thing. So I'm gone. Yeah. Um, but with that gone, I'll tell you what. Bearing in mind, they've got financial problems, they've got medical bills, they've just moved house. They're giving a man with a black eye like a full steak to put on his face.
1: Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I I noticed that too. I don't think that's
0: good for eating anymore, right?
1: No, I would not eat that. That's gone. No. I mean, it was a thin steak. So, I mean, you can get thin steaks at like Walmart for a little cheaper, but still I did notice that. I was like, they're eating pretty good for having a lot of medical bills. Yeah. I mean, you know, insurance is not covering that. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's it's sort of set in a contemporary time, isn't it? It's not like, because they have mobile phones and he has an iMac when he's yeah. staying at school. So it's not like, a, oh, it's okay. It's 1970s when waste was our prerogative and food was like free.
1: Yeah. <laughs> meat on somebody's wound is just such a weird concept in like a modern movie <laughs> in any movie but like <laughs> beyond that do you think like putting a peas like frozen peas on somebody's wound or something yeah, like, I think like, we can all do ice now I like think we peas were one. like
0: in a pack at least the peas would have been in a packet rather than yeah. no, literally <laughs> get this steak, get this steak out please
1: <laughs> hey I don't know maybe it has some sort of healing power that I am unaware of that raw meat on a bruise i I don't know never if tried you, it
0: if you've so, been thumped by a ghost specifically
1: that's it that must be a yeah
0: um so they've decided at this point well only one thing for it um you're gonna have to go into the further to get your kid out because he's not gonna be able to find his way back on his own as you can see we don't have much time basically because I've only I've only managed to bin this demon off for a bit yeah At this point, bearing in mind you've got one excellent kid, I think I would have sacked Dalton off.
1: (laughs) You're like, I mean, he's already been in there for a long time. You know, (laughs) he's probably comfortable in there.
0: To be fair, what you might want to do is like just, if Mr. Insidious has already shown his hand, it's probably not good to beat up your comatose son, but you'd like break his legs or something like that, so (laughs) and then trick him. Okay, you can have him, and then when he gets up, he just falls over, and you're like, ha! Got you. There
1: you
0: go. <laughs> you've got now you've possessed a dud. So now you're gonna have to do it.
1: Now you're stuck in it. Yeah. Yeah. You're stuck in Okay, there. if you're
0: not if you're not gonna break his legs, you could just like I don't know, like tie him up, like just trap him somewhere. Like put him in a sleeping bag that's really tight. So he's just <laughs> like a little caterpillar. So the demon-
1: so in your scenario this demon can like throw people across the rooms but he can't get out of a really tight sleepy bag no. is that
0: <laughs> really like like, to like like tie it up really tight and then like tie the cord it's like, oh, what, okay. am I gonna, what am i gonna do
1: <laughs> just trapped in there yeah yeah
0: when you like once, you've, once you've once you pulled it shut you put some glue on the drawstring it's like, this is wrecked i'm stuck <laughs> there's in it No
1: way. there's no way he can get out yeah but I, I like that the dad finally got to do something active. I feel like he wasn't really doing much in the movie, really. Like the mom was the one that was bearing the brunt of all of this and trying oh. to get some action. And of course, so the finally- first
0: bit he gets he has an embarrassing moment, does not he? Because before we go, before we agree to the seance, after the big exposition scene, he like goes, Hey, look, I'm sorry. Uh, I've been willing to I've been open-minded, I've listened and If I if I go along with this, you're gonna ask me for six hundred dollars at some point, and that's not what I'm here for. So I'm afraid I don't believe you go out, and then he has then he goes back to Dalton's room and walks immediately into like an orgy of evidence that like, you know, because Dalton's got loads of pictures of like Yeah. Last night I watched myself (laughs) sleep and then I threw then I then I flew away, and then it's a picture of a red door, and then here's a picture of the spooky man. It's like, Oh for fuck's sake, he's (laughs)
1: dead. It's
0: like fine $600 <laughs> fine. <laughs> these are, uh, If you were Rosebud You would never let him this. They, they oh, no. literally just left Could yeah. you have not come and looked at these pictures And had this epiphany before you'd said no Yeah
1: because for sure
0: There is a deleted scene where he has to phone them up And be like How far away are you And it's like oh, yeah. oh it's okay we hadn't eaten So we just stopped at the at the McDonald's drive through Can you come <laughs> back please <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, She is a very patient wife to be putting up with him at this point, you know, (laughs) with everything he's put her through. So I would be like, yeah, get in there, get in the further, go get our kid, do something for once.
0: So he does that. Um, Thankfully, it's a bit of cinema hypnosis, literally takes just a second. And I would also argue that they're in not the most restful and relaxing situation to get into that state of mind, are they? It was like, no. Just because there's a ticking noise, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to relax when I've literally just seen a man punched across a room by a demon less than 10 minutes ago.
1: Or that he would just be able to remember how to do it, you know, having not done it for decades. Like, it just, he just did it pretty, you know, instantly. and then accidentally,
0: right? Because he gets up and goes, oh, for fuck's sake, I can't even, oh, no, I'm in the spirit realm now, so yeah um lynchay does give him some advice which he immediately fails he goes like honestly just be real chill in there just be normal um don't yeah. let them know that you're not a ghost
1: oh my gosh what a dum dumb! and he's like starts talking to people and asking people if they've seen dalton like what don't do that it's obvious that you're a human and that you don't know like you don't
0: belong He's got like a little, he's got like a little, like a lantern. He's just shining it around, going around there, immediately sticking out like a sore thumb.
1: Oh yes, for sure. For sure. Just walk around
0: eerily and silently. Like all those ghosts. It's not that hard. They're not like, they haven't got like passwords or anything like that. They're not doing like a secret ghosty handshake. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah, He didn't do a good job of blending it at all.
0: So basically just walk around creepily and silently which is perfect for just searching for someone yeah you could have done that without much effort like all you have to do is not try and engage people in conversation
1: i know like they're just not paying much attention to the rules so yeah literally every time he sees
0: anyone like he sees like a creepy woman float by and he's like excuse me
1: yeah like what (laughs) what don't do that don't do that (laughs)
0: Yeah, the set every time you get anyone's like have we've seen, seen my son because we're from the human what shut up shut up <laughs> like
1: if then, they give you one rule and you've already not followed it um
0: and then he is there's there's a ghosty family that are just watching the TV um they do the classic ghosty thing there's that family's obviously been shot by another family member they do some reenactment of the spooky yeah. event that took them to the spirit world yeah um. But they they don't seem to be perturbed, they're still watching their their stories.
1: No, they're just, you know, stuck in that cycle, it seems like. So they're just, you know, living their further life.
0: Yeah, even even with the Patrick Wilson like sticking his face right in their face. Like Oh my
1: gosh, I know. Like, why (laughs) are you doing that? What I mean (laughs) not very smart. They clearly
0: don't know where your kid is.
1: I know, I look,
0: know. Look for the like if, if he's with anyone, he's with that big red bloke. He's really distinctive. Look for him.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> There's really only one of them. So just try to find him. Yeah.
0: And then he does he does catch a break though, having asked literally every ghost he's come across. Um he goes, Oh, red door from his pictures that nip in there. Um Dalton's in there. He's quite ineffectively chained up, chains that are very easy just to get out of. But yeah, Mister Insidious is there doing his—he's doing some crafts and listening to his music.
1: He is doing crafts, isn't he? He's like making dolls or something creepy.
0: He's making like he's making dollies. He's making a Freddy Krueger glove.
1: Yeah, quite quite a bejeweled
0: one. It's like a golden. I mean,
1: everybody needs hobbies, so I guess he's de-stressing, just waiting.
0: He lives in the timeless further where you've got unlimited time for hobbies because time doesn't really function there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Finally,
0: so... tell you what, the further's not so bad. Finally, <laughs> get some time to your bloody self. Get some time to yeah. think.
1: Get the time to do some sewing. He was rocking that sewing machine. He knew how to use
0: it. He's got, yeah. his, he's got his music on. He is having his best. Life. I, I bet you look at Mr. Insidious. You look on his Netflix Netflix queue, empty. He's, he's done it. He's had time to watch. <laughs> he's had time to watch them all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No poor
1: Dalton's there, just tied up, chained, very easily chained. It seemed like he got out of it very quickly once the dad he, was there Yeah, open that. It it like, oh,
0: I'm, I'm all trained. Oh, before he gets in there though, um, he does fight with a leather jacket man outside oh, yes. the thing, and the
1: leather jacket. He is man, yes.
0: absolutely copping some shit off him. He's being like tossed around, manhandled, but some advice from Lin Shay is just um, oh, you're stronger than them there actually. You're because you're you're alive. You're and, a human. And you're, yeah. you're alive and they're dead, so they can suck shit. And so he just gives him that's a big p- gives him a big push.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes. He
0: gives him a big shove and that guy ricochets off like a pinball into oblivion. Um
1: yeah.
0: he doesn't use that power again. Like if it no, that's sure, all it doesn't. took. I would yeah. have I would have taken on that confidence and be, oh so I'm the best here right
1: Yeah I feel like he definitely could have fought the demon and won
0: I would have not but... I would have rocked into the, oh I don't know if you've heard this actually reliable reliably informed that I'm stronger than you here because I'm alive and you're dead so taking my kids
1: <laughs> Yeah exactly like I feel like that's where it should have gone but I guess that would have ended the movie a little too soon Yeah <laughs>
0: He couldn't, he only had a certain amount of self belief and he wasn't going to do that. So
1: <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> while he was unlocking, uh, while he's unlocking Dalton, Dalton's like, oh, uh, I hate to break this to you, Dad, but um, I'm afraid Mr. Insidious has spotted us. And Mr. Insidious is just like watching back down from his balcony and is like, he's kind of like, to describe Mr. Insidious's house, it's kind of like a yolden days like factory where like and he's like in the foreman's office
1: yeah yeah and he is like pressed up against that glass with his hand up like he is full on being creepy about watching them yeah
0: yeah. he hasn't like you know set off an alarm or anything but he's just hang on a minute (laughs) yeah you're not not from round here are you and he's um he, he gets amongst it and they have to have to just run um but despite the further not appearing as that much of a complicated place and unfortunately are slightly lost there as they yeah, try to find worked. their way try to find their way back um meanwhile back at home everyone's there roseburn is up there saying hey follow my follow my voices should have really established how to get back as a That's plan earlier got,
1: yeah like if you were in a bunch of darkness, right, and you just hear a sound, I don't think I could pinpoint where that sound would be coming from. I'm not you out. Feel like you're very I'm disoriented. Really. Like where? How would I know if it's right or left or whatever? You know? But yeah. somehow he manages. So good for him. But all
0: the ghosts are amongst it at this point. They're like obviously his poor performance at showing that they're not from the father. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shocking that they've realized he's human.
0: If you're going to talk to them at all, you should have been, oh, another day in the further, eh? The same sort of yeah. time as everyone. Oh, but of course time doesn't <laughs> exist here. You know <laughs> how it is.
1: Yeah, he's doing a terrible job of blending in. Yeah, so yeah. He's,
0: he's really poorly done it. So now all the ghosts are after them. Um, they're kind of getting back to the house, back in the real world. The team splits up. They send the grandma and um, Lee Winnell go to look at the... Look at Dalton, and then there's people. Trying, right, yeah. There's ghosties trying to get into the room. Meanwhile, the other assistant and Lynn Shay are having to shine the light. They shine lights on them to, I guess, highlight them so they can find their way back quickly.
1: Is that what I, okay? I mean, I'll accept that. I didn't know why we were shining light on him because I thought the voice was what was going to be keeping him to go back. Did to... <laughs> you not
0: thought it through? They just like try anything, shine a light on him. Um, That's fine. It worked. And all the ghosts are trying to get in there now. They're all throwing, they're throwing things all over the place. Um, Patrick, uh, also now fine, meets his old mate, just as he's almost getting back. They get oh my gosh, split yes. up from Dalton. Things, a lot of things are going on. And then the last thing you want is that bloody ghost that was trying to get his body earlier. Then she turns up. And he stops to
1: have a chit chat. Like, this is not the time to be reliving childhood drama. You got to get back into your body. Like, what are you doing? And
0: it's the her. And like, stops. it's like, oh, I know you. Fuck you, actually. I hate you. You're the worst.
1: <laughs> it's like, we can do this a different time. We don't have to do this right now. I mean... You pretend
0: not to know her. I think that's yeah, the I ultimate mean... diss. You'd be like, oh, sorry, I met, you. <laughs> I met you before. She'd be like, I haunted you quite severely, actually. And be like, no. I feels like that's something i'd remember
1: yeah yeah um, yeah but he has to have his moment of confronting his past and saying he's not afraid
0: <laughs> yeah it's like boo i'm not I, Yeah, it's like boo i'm not afraid anymore um and then it all comes to oh and mr insidious is like probably the one moment of the film that i i felt the cgi kind of slipped for me a bit here when the Mr. Insidious is like stomping down the wall and leaving like <laughs> like footprints in the wall now yeah. as he's punching his way through. That's the one that's dated a little bit. Everything else holds up reasonably well. Yeah. Um, because most of it's just practical effects, people in spooky makeup and in like, but when when you actually have to have a figure walking across a wall, yeah. then it's a little bit Resident Evil.
1: Yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah.
0: But we do okay. We've done okay to yeah. this point, and before you know it, Dalton is awake. Everything is settled. Um,
1: oh Patrick- yeah, everything's looks good.
0: Patrick Wilson's back up and about. They're like, oh, thank goodness. Uh, Rose Byrne. Uh, so Renee is saying to that, you actually, you're never going to sleep again, actually, because you've had your quota of sleep effectively. Yeah. So now I'm keeping you awake forever exactly but you know it's all it's all good and meanwhile in the kitchen then she's just packing up the guys have gone back to the car and we're gonna release a book about this the one guy's like the pictures are going to be the best bit yeah <laughs> then it, I think you find like, the words are going to be the best exactly. bit. um and then just as she's going to put things away Lynn kind of pauses as she goes to like she takes something off him and sort of Pauses for a second. So, so no, nothing actually, nothing. But then, unfortunately, shows a hand by like quickly flashing. If only mm. te- not, if only this film had come out a couple of years later, where they didn't have digital cameras anymore. But she was just doing it on her phone.
1: Yeah, You right? could have got
0: she could have got away with this.
1: I just think this is something in movies in general that just always kind of rubs me the wrong way. Is like when you sh- you let the villain know that you know their secret yeah. and you don't have a plan. Like, she like did she? She suspected it. Like, maybe don't take that picture right there, you know, when wait, you're wait, alone wait. with it and you don't have any weapons to defend yourself and you don't, like, have a plan on what you're going to do next,
0: you just know? Wait, like yeah, wait till this back's turned, at least.
1: Yeah, maybe just wait a little bit, you know, tell the wife, get the wife out of there, get Dalton out of there, and then, like will address that problem.
0: Or, so, or at least flash a picture of him when you've got like, I don't know, like a hammer or something. Yeah.
1: Like. Exactly. Like she just had no no plan, nothing to defend herself with, and she knew that it was a ghost. So it's like, well, I mean, why would you show your hand to the villain without some sort of backup to yeah. help you out?
0: Commitment though, because the the villain does come at it from an angle that she's angry Um, you know, from Josh's point of view he's like, you know I hate having my bloody photo taken, actually (laughs) Um, and he strangles her to death effectively, so unfortunately uh, we do lose her here Um, so Elise, I've been calling her Lynch, the actor's name the whole thing, but the character's name is Elise so Elise gets strangled away by by Josh Um, and you sort of hear, like Slight commotion. Have... Dalton's fucking filling his boots with spaghetti. He's just eating, eating some. Oh pasta yeah, he's
1: downing been... that spaghetti.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: he's getting, he's necking some bolognese. Yeah, just. Is... Yeah, mom, just keep an eye on my kid a second. Um, sixes a head round, finds that, um, finds, like, like. Elise is just dead in the chair, strangled. Yep. Yep. Um, and her husband says, Oh, I'm I'm here actually. He offers no explanation as to why this woman's dead. Um, but she looks at the camera and we, we see as the film ends that um well we see back what what happened with um with Elise. She sees that we saw he had a ghostly hand, and then we see the picture, which is Horrible, horrible ghost woman. She's only gone and nicked his body.
1: Yep. That's right. right. So
0: now he's stuck in the further. Yeah. Sorry, Nikki, what I did there was I've, with the film we chose, I've cursed you to having an immediate cliffhanger.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm guessing that somehow she survives since, I mean, her name pops up, the Roseburn pops up, I, I imagine. I think I've seen her name on casts in further Insidious, so somehow I think something I, I don't know how she can reconcile that, but she's alive I think.
0: She's just like <gasps>
1: <And laughs> just... <have> to, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Elise is in yeah. part two, unless, there's, unless it's flashback heavy. I think I've seen Insidious 2 but I don't remember what happens. I'm going to have to go and watch it i can only imagine that what happens now is that they have to buddy get the horrible old woman out of him
1: yeah i mean that makes sense so and i guess since we know he's in the one that's coming out i guess they do a good job yeah that would be my prediction
0: you'll never guess what the big thing for insidious chapter two
1: Oh no! <laughs> what? Oh, I mean, this is the brother. This the middle brother gets his day. In the this bro- the
0: right? middle, the middle brother is in it. Foster Lambert, aka Andrew Astor, he is in the second one. Yay! I'm gonna see which one. Hang on. He's gonna
1: get his moment to shine.
0: He's also in Insidious: <laughs> The Red Door,
1: 2023.
0: So, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so the brother is in it.
1: Yes. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad that he's getting back.
0: I don't want anything <laughs> scary to happen to him. I just want it to be about him continuing to have a fairly normal life.
1: Yes, for sure. That would be amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's there. He's he's amongst it. He's not being not very much, though, unfortunately. Andrew Astor of um, you know, the normal brother from this film, apart from Insidious uh, 1, 2, and uh, the new one, The Red Door, you can also see him. I mean, if you ever want to get on your letterbox to complete an actor's um filmography, he's only in seven films. Um, he's also in The Hangover, uh, he's in Weird, the Weird Al Yankovic story. Oh, um, the seven-year the seven-year hitch.
1: Okay.
0: And finally, Santa Buddies. Oh <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> all right well i mean the buddies in
0: question appear to be labradors so that looks like a delight that's the kind yeah. of that that's the kind of adventures that that foster deserves yes <laughs> just a nice time with some dogs at christmas
1: oh my gosh i agree wow right. well that's good to
0: know before we rate the movie um it's time for a famous section of the of the show nice bit of the name game whereby um if you've not listened before nico we take um the synopsis of a film that sounds ever so similar to to insidious and um you know the the film will be ever so subtly different to the plot of insidious and the title conveniently would as it would happen will rhyme with it with will rhyme with insidious as well (laughs) Uh, We've said this to a couple of guests in the past before. It is a fictional film. I've not been so gifted that you know this also is a real film that exists. None of these films exist, as far as I'm aware. But the title will sound a little bit like Insidious. So are you ready for a little game? I'm ready. Right, here we go. So, um, okay, the main synopsis of Insidious that I'm going to riff on is a family discovers that dark spirits have invaded their home after the sun explicably falls into an endless sleep. So in this film, a family um, discover that um, really sort of judgmental spirits about people's people's appearance have moved into their home when they begin to have experiences where these ghosts just really slag off the lower jaw of, of the family members. They're really getting at them, saying that their lower jaws in particular are really unattractive.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it is uh it's um insidious
0: uh um uh, <laughs> Very good. uh it was a two-word answer I went for. The answer I was looking for in this case was chin hideous.
1: Ah, there we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what those ghosts have been up to. Um,
1: nice.
0: um Okay. So a family um discover that sinister spirits are uh haunting their house um the only way to find themselves to rid themselves of them is by offering a a clear drinkable spirit to the protagonist of 80 days around the world
1: <laughs> oh dear <laughs> um in Oh you said
0: uh, in so they offer beer. they offer they offer the drink a clear like a clear spirit oh. to drink <laughs> it, it doesn't care f- it doesn't care for whiskey or or even a vodka it's like uh likes botanicals though in its drinks
1: sure um <laughs> in 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 gin james tea
0: oh, it's gin yeah <laughs> And then depends how much Jules Verne you read, I imagine. So,
1: oh,
0: okay. um, <laughs> so, the way they free themselves from the ghosts here is by going, "Gin Phileas." <laughs> there we go.
1: Okay, <laughs> I am rocking at this. I'm just nailing it.
0: <laughs> okay, I have one more. I like. I will I own it. the fact that I've that insidious is a hard one to rhyme. So, you know, if you if you came along to you know a real a real basic film like. Now, I can't think of any examples, but sometimes it's a lot easier than this. But I've got one more. I got this. Um Outraged by his poor staff management, the employees of the Galactic Empire from Star Wars start oh, a boy. campaign to throw away the Emperor into the rubbish. What is the slogan that they, they might go for?
1: Oh boy, I, I don't know anything about Star Wars. Well, but I will say, um, in in bin Star Wars. It is um, bin, because yeah. <laughs> they're
0: throwing him in the rubbish. So they're binning him. Um that's right. The the people of the empire are encouraging you to bin Sidious, because they've had enough okay. of it.
1: <laughs> well done. <laughs> Woof.
0: Yeah, that was a hard one to rhyme. Thank you for playing along at home. Nico, also, sure. like, I appreciate that a lot of these really rely on the, on British English. So uh, you were you were, fight, <laughs> you were fighting uphill. <laughs> okay. All that remains for us to do then is to rate the film. So we usually do it on a, like, classic school scale. So A to F, pluses and minuses are allowed. What would you rate Insidious and why?
1: You know, I would rate it a solid B. I think for like a jump scare movie, it was fun. It was entertaining. It startled me at times. It was a little silly and campy at times. So pretty solid, pretty enjoyable. Maybe not the best in the entire, you know, universe of jump scares, but certainly not the worst, but better than average. Solid yeah. B.
0: Thank you very much. I'm going to go. I'm going to go a C+. For this one. Um, I feel like James Wan, Lee Whannell, Blumhouse, they've all gone on to do more things. This is a real template of what they would go on to do. I think they reflecting on it, I think they've probably done more um with what they put together with things like the conjuring later. I think they perfected the formula here. Um and it does maybe lean a little heavily on the, the jump scares here, but not to say there aren't things to enjoy I think there's some good imagery um, and having seen this I do now need to go on and watch the the follow up to it how long will I stick with the series for we'll find out but I'm at least in for another one and I think now I'm knowing that it's going back to this original tree uh, the original story in this new one and also wanting to know what Foster's been getting up to I'm going to be yeah. back to see the latest as well but yeah Lots to in, lots to enjoy in this one. I think it's been outdone, but it's not without its merits.
1: Sure, I agree.
0: Cool. So, in that case, before I get into the other closing statements that we'll make at the end of any other episode, um, reminders, Nico. Where can people find you online, should they wish to?
1: I am on all social media: TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Substack at Nico Bell Fiction all at Nico NicoBelleFiction.
0: Amazing, and reminders of the launch date of the book one more time.
1: So my novella, Open House, is gonna be out June 15th.
0: June 15th, get amongst it, guys. Um, All that remains for me then is to thank our, well, a number of people, but first and foremost amongst those, the Patreons. Thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, if you enjoy the show, you can become a Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash HorrorHangout. Thank you to our existing Patreons. That include John Crinnan, patron against his will, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Laura Kendrick, Toby Miller, Pazuzu, Lane Spencer, Ollie Child, Leslie Carlo, Julia Bilgren Nick Spill, Troy bush and Rosalind Tanius. Thank you for Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating and review. Uh, Head over to Facebook group, the Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of those places by just doing a search for Horror Hangout Podcast. You will find us there. You can join us again next week where we're going to be talking a double bill. We're going to do, once again, the original and remake, this time of Prom Night, a slasher classic uh, alongside guest Danny Thomas. Ben will be back next week. I may or may not be here next week. I am off working in Miami, party in the city where the heat is on. So if we can work out time zones, we'll all be there. But if not, Ben and Danny will be taking care of you. Thank you very much once again, Nico. Thank you. And bye for now, everybody. Bye.